Yo, 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 Hey, yo, everybody, everybody, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of V Forever. I'm your host, V. We about to get it started. It's episode 42. Follow me on Instagram at V Forever Network. Follow me on Twitch, V Forever Live, Twitter, Young V Forever. We gonna do this. Everybody know how to spell it. We already know how to do this. We already know how to get down. We already know how to get down. It's Friday. Everybody's in a good mood. Everybody's feeling good. It's been a good week. It's been a, the, the highs, the lows, the everything. Everything's been good though. We always end up on some sort of high when it comes to when it comes to ending the week. You gotta reflect. There's positivity. But everybody, let's share this. I'm gonna be doing this live Friday afternoons. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try to keep it consistent, keeping it live. We're going on Twitch, V Forever Live, and we're we're gonna play some No Mercy. When when I did my first episode on Twitch, the thing is, I didn't have it on to where uh, it saves the recording, so that's gone. So, but I'm still gonna keep it going. I'm still gonna keep it going. There were a couple people in there, so. I'm going to keep it going. And then, yes. And and honestly, I did Twitch a little early. It was probably like 11 a.m. So, you know, you got to do it on times where people are going to be there. So we're going to keep it going. Episode 42, I don't have much to talk about. Like, because it's not that a lot happened. I, I say I don't have much to talk about because I only had three things I wanted to talk about, you know. There was uh, just when it comes to music, I wanted to talk about a little bit about music. And then I wanted to talk about the Twitter situation. I wanted to talk about free, like how that relates to freedom of speech, how, how we're going to play this. A little bit of <laughs> I wanted to do a little bit of Johnny Depp talk. Listen, let's start off with the Johnny Depp talk. Right. And this is probably the first time in. I don't even know how many episodes we're going off of like a real list of like a, a real organized list of topics. What is the daily news? No, we're not really into all that. But the Johnny Depp thing, I don't know much about it, you know, because I don't pay attention too much to the um, to the ins and outs of these celebrities, especially I don't know, especially after the the Will Smith situation. I was like, yeah. Well, well, not really even after. It's been before that. I don't I can't pinpoint what turned me off to celebrities like made me think they're all weird and I don't care what happens to them. I'm sick of this. Like I think it was like 
I think it was like literally after there was like a an ad on Twitter about it was all of these white celebrities apologizing because of George Floyd, the George Floyd murder. They it was a bunch of white celebrities that just were apologizing. And for some reason I was like, what kind of what is this? <laughs> what kind of freak show is this? You know this this has nothing like this does nothing. What are you doing? Apologizing to who? We us whites apologize to you blacks for the things that we've done. And then they like some of them cried. I was like, okay, so we're we're going to believe actors. Like we're going to believe actors are sincere. We're going to believe somebody whose job it is to be uh someone else to, to you know, to to be sincere, you know? Like we're going to believe that. Anything you're going to believe anything a con man says, right? Uh, and, and I'm not saying actors are cons, you know, but like con artists, but, you know, it is it is a job to trick someone into believing you're someone you're not. And someone who did an okay job at that, to be honest, was Jack Sparrow himself. Like people just associated Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow for the longest. And... I guess it was like a couple years ago now that this whole Amber Heard thing happened. It was like she said he hit her and like abused and but then he said she like abused him and then they have like a court case. I think okay, so the only thing I have to say and the only news I really have about this and I just want to get this out of the way quick cuz is like just because I have an opinion on it, you know, uh, but I don't care about it. It's one of those things like, okay. The one, the one thing I pulled out of this was that that lady was nasty as hell. She like took a shit on his bed. She like took a deuce on his bed and then said it was a dog. And then, but then he was like, wait, wait, love. It's just too big for a dog. Wait, you know what? (laughs) Have y'all noticed Johnny Depp's accent yet? Like, does he have an American accent, an English accent? What? How does he speak? Because I know he's from America. He's an American, but I thought he had, like, a British accent for some reason. Like, he was one of those guys that just completely lost himself with the characters he played. So he's just not He's not a relatable person at all. And, 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 I mean, all of this does prove that neither of these were people that were relatable in any way. But... Like, specifically, Johnny Depp was not relatable. Like, he acted like Jack Sparrow, right? Wasn't that, like, a thing? I don't remember. I don't know. But wasn't that a thing? Like, people thought he was really, like, he thought he was Jack Sparrow. People thought he thought he was Jack Sparrow still. Like, you know. Well, anyway. uh, That's funny. I had to turn that down. Because... Like, for the last, like, a couple, like, five episodes, I'll say, I've been getting notifications on the computer, and they go straight to the recording of the podcast. It's so annoying, those bells. But, yes, uh, she took a dump on his bed. He said, who did this? And then she was like, "It was it's the dogs. And he was like, no. And then she was like, screw you, Jack Sparrow. I hate you. I'm going to sue you for abuse. And then that's how this all started. Um, 
what a story. But <laughs> he, uh, the thing that, and I'm happy about this a little bit. Yeah, ish. Because at its best, it's not like it's. Sorry, it's like allergy season, guys. And, and, sincerity. Sincerity. You know, if you're looking at this case, you know, you're not going to find that, right? None of that. None of that at all. I think that there was a point where she said to him, literally, she said to him, like, nobody cares that you you like, you think you're abused and you're a man, so nobody will believe you. Cause nobody cares about men, and then, then like something was like, uh, and then he replied, "Yes, I am a man." <laughs> so like that, he said something like that, and then you know people are finally ra- rallying behind men when it comes to these cases of abuse and uh, acknowledging that men can be abused. Yes, they can. You know, physically, I don't. I don't know. It's I feel like anything's possible under the sun. It's less likely physically. I don't know if he was physically. You know, and that's where it comes from. I don't know anything about this shit. I don't know if he was like she's he's accusing her of physically abusing him. But anything can happen. I believe it. Like or or you know I don't I don't believe her, and it's not you know they're gonna say oh. We need to believe our women. and Yeah, yes we do. But we need to believe when we see a liar. We need, we need to know when we see the signs. I, I see that uh, we might be eating crow after this, but the whole Meg the Stallion, Tory Lanez thing is kind of turning into a bit of a shit show too like with like the stories and evidence and Johnny Depp is doing a Meg the Stallion though. It's like a, well, a different way. They're they're doing the victim bag. I like and I like this play. I um I posted something like that on Facebook and people just kept messaging me, or, or a couple people messaged me, like two or three people messaged me. Whose side are you on? Ugh. Are you against? Because he said, okay, I'll, I'll read it. Actually, I'll read the post because it was like he said something that was like okay dude (laughs) and i was you know okay here it is he said i lost everything however this trial ends i lose in the end i lost when these accusations were made public they they will stay with me forever my life is ruined forever johnny depp spoke before the trial against amber heard (laughs) this is beautiful like, um, this is reverse psychology, and I'm going to explain it more. This is reverse psychology. I love how he's doing this victim bag because people in the media love a victim. People in the media love a victim. People in the world love to go with the victim, you know, and, and I think that I don't know what Amber Heard was trying to do. I, I haven't heard of her saying anything. She's just looked like shit the whole time, like literally physically and the things that are being thrown at her. I haven't seen her look professional. Like she looks like shit. 
Like, she looks like shit. Like, Jack Sparrow looks like Jack Sparrow, you know, with the makeup and a suit. And she's, like, wearing, like, fucking Tommy Hilfiger shoes and, like, sweatpants and some sort of, like, some sort of blouse. Um, and she looks like shit. Like, her makeup and, you know, I, I'm not a, this isn't a fashion podcast. And I'm not even the most fashionable guy at all. But she looks like shit, you know. Like, she looks like she was crying four hours like she, or no, like she punched her fucking self in the face to make her cry for four hours. Like she's really trying to do this whole victim bag, and well, I don't know if she is. Eh, she's doing it horribly if she is. But Jack Sparrow saying, "I'm fucking done. Whatever happens, I'm done though because these accusations are gonna follow me, and I'm screwed. Everybody's gonna think I'm an abuser, even if I'm not guilty." And this is the perfect white utilization of the big victim bag, like. Michael Jackson couldn't have done it. Like, Michael Jackson coming off of not guilty, if he would have tried it, I don't know if it would have worked. Maybe. It's like a sympathy bag. He's saying, okay, no matter how this goes, my reputation is ruined. Nobody's going to like me. Everybody's going to think I'm a shithole. And you know what? It's, uh, you know, whatever happens, I really lost in the end. And what that's doing is manipulating the, the, the people's minds. It's saying, you know, it's, it's really telling them to say, rally for me. Rally for me now. Because everybody, when, he, when they hear him say that, they go, no, we do love you. Your career's not ruined. We're going to fight for you to be in movies. We want you to be in everything. We want another fucking uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. We want, you know, and honestly, I, I don't think any Johnny Depp movie was really good. But, I mean, I liked Pirates of the Caribbean 1, uh, 3, and that's it. But, <clears throat> never saw Blow. Never saw anything else. I saw The Tourist, and that shit was a hole. <laughs> that shit was a hole. And, uh, you know, I think that if Michael Jackson said the same thing, I don't think it would have played the same way. Different times, you know. It would have just gone unnoticed that he said it. And Michael Jackson wasn't white. <laughs> I know that I said in the beginning this was perfect white utilization of the victim bag, but not many people could play it. My career is ruined. My reputation's ruined. What, however this goes, maybe it would have worked. I think that from now on, Everybody who's accused of something, they're going to start with that so that if they're not guilty, that gets publicized. Their quote saying that gets publicized. And then everyone's like, we love you. We never hated you. We just thought that you did something wrong. You know, this is good victim shit. I like that. And I, I'm not, you know, and, and it sounds bad me saying, wow, why are you calling, why are you saying he's doing victim shit? But <clears throat> it is what he's doing. He's an actor. Well, are we going to pretend that these people don't act like other people for a living? Hell, man. What, when are we going to be honest about these people? They're not fucking upstanding. <laughs> these motherfuckers aren't upstanding citizens. Who told you that? Like, who told you that shit? Yes, there are people too, but after a while, after too many nights in, in Paris with, uh, with fucking, I don't know what they fucking do. You saw, I saw that, like, uh, that, that Machine Gun Kelly, Megan, um, hot? 
<laughs> Megan Fox, not Megan Hot. She's not even hot anymore, but, you know, Transformers 1, you know, that was a different story because we'd never seen her before. But after Jennifer's body, it was really like, yeah. It really became more about the thumbs. <laughs> Googling her thumbs. That really became that. But, you know, the whole air, we drink each other's blood for ritualistic purposes. Yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Ain't nobody checking for your fucking movies, bitch. And ain't nobody checking for your fucking music, nigga. Like, <laughs> like let's be real about that shit. Ain't nobody checking for y'all stupid asses. Y'all are just together and y'all get more publicity because you're together. You guys aren't known for your fucking art. You know what? This is a call to action to all actors and bullshit artists in America and beyond. Fuck you. You know who is with the art? You know who is with the shit they say, the things they do, integrity, the fucking, like. Fucking Pusha T, man. Pusha T, he came out with album of the year again. Again, hip-hop album of the year, possibly whole album of the year. Again, again. And this is, okay, this is in the same year that Kendrick Lamar might be dropping. Good luck, Kendrick. Good luck. I wish him the best because uh, Pusha T's effort in his latest album, his fourth album, solo album, It's Almost Dry, his fourth solo album. First album was My Name Is My Name. Wait, is that? Does he have four albums? look it up let me actually look that up that's actually true i don't think that he has four. Oh yeah 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 because he because one of the albums really was um yes um my name is my name king push darkest before dawn yes yeah king push darkest before dawn Daytona, and then here we are with It's Almost Dry. This shit is great. Daytona was great, but this shit is great. This shit is great. This shit is great. There's a... There's something about Pusha T. There's something about people like Pusha T where they... And he'll say it himself. You won't ask Martin Scorsese to make a a um Gone with the Wind movie type movie. You won't make you won't ask him to make the notebook. He'll make the fucking mob movies. He's a mob guy. He's gonna make that shit. And you'll love it. And we'll love him for it, you know? Pusha T makes the High fashion cocaine rap. High fashion drug dealer rap. High fashion, like high fashion as in high art, high, high level, maximum level. He's at the highest level when it comes to this shit. Like there's nobody better than Pusha T at what he does. Not Rick Ross and certainly all hell, not any other person you're trying to say is better. No other person that you think is better than Pusha T 
at the drug dealer rap game is better than Pusha T at the drug dealer rap game. This is why. If you believe Pusha T is only rapping about cocaine, you are not listening to his music. You're not listening to it. You don't listen to music often or hip-hop for the words. You don't listen to it. You listen to it for the chorus and a good beat to drive to. And that's fine. But don't say that, but just don't have a, an opinion on it either. Don't just say you liked it or you didn't. Leave it at that. Keep it surface because you don't know what you're talking about. Pusha T is at a high end, at a high, the highest, highest height. He has put years into it, the clips years, like the 2000s, the late 90s and the 2000s, and up until now. When he came out with Kanye West 2010, Runaway 24-7, 365, Pussy Stays on My Mind. He, you know, the he, he was like the secret MVP of that um, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy era. You know, he was the secret MVP of that. He was the he was kind of like the, the, the MVP of that whole good music label. Because you could say Good Sean, Good Sean, Big Sean was the guy, you know. But when Pusha T came in, it became a different thing. It became a, it gave it a gritty, it, I almost feel like you got to credit the sound of that album to Pusha T. He, has, he brings like a, a dark energy to, at that time, he brought like a dark energy to, around Kanye West for some reason. And not, and not saying that he was dark energy, but he gave it like a grittiness that Kanye didn't have, like a gritty griminess. And... When, the more you heard him release music, the more you saw that Pusha T is an artist. He isn't, he isn't, I don't, he probably did sell cocaine, but he probably did or he probably didn't. But let me tell you, he can paint a fucking picture for you. I'll tell you that. He can fucking, you, you can hear the fucking, the paint, you can hear the, uh, <laughs> I'm going to hear explain how portraits are made. I don't know. I don't know the process of painting a picture. I'm going to be honest. If it's all just brushing a fucking canvas, okay. But I isn't there like an acrylic thing? Like, what's acrylic? All <laughs> What's really acrylic, you know? What is acrylic? Um, there's like an acrylic thing going on and um, paint and uh, air airbrush. And like, uh, you got to like uh, laminate it. <laughs> you got to laminate it. Um, you got to like... You know, when you paint, you got like uh, you got like wet the paint, and then you dry it. You know, and then you uh, and then you gotta save it, <laughs> and then you gotta you gotta you gotta keep it, and then you gotta sell it. Yes, yes. Um, to that metaphor, <laughs> to that metaphor, you can um, Pusha T takes you places when you listen to him. He and Rick Ross does it too. They take you somewhere with with certain words. They just take you somewhere like things, places that you've never seen, but you can visualize them just because the way they said something like um, one of the things, one of the choruses, he just said selling cocaine in the open air. Like, um, 
There was more to it. I, let me look. Let me look up the real lyrics. Let me look up the real lyrics um, to "Open Air" because it was like, um, it was like, this is, this is interesting. Like he, let me see. Where are you? Open air. Where the fuck is it? That was stupid. And and it wasn't actually a chorus. Oh, yeah, it was. He said, selling cocaine in the open air. The boats is there. The notes is there. Yeah, the ropes is there. Like, um, you can visualize yourself like, um, it's a, you're in that drug deal. Like, where are they? Like the way, and then with the with the beat, how the beat sounds, you 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 imagine Miami. He's selling cocaine on Miami Beach or something. Like he's or he's in a he's in New York selling crack or cocaine in New York, like in a, in front of the police, and nobody sees it somehow. Like he's just, it's like a magnificent thing he's doing. He makes it like the way he raps. He makes everything that he's doing sound artistic. Like there's an art to it. Like there's a like the luxury. He said something that I was like, dude, fuck you. He said you and your bitch income combining. Uh, I I hear. Like he made me th- like he didn't make me think that way. But I was like, dude, fuck you. It's nothing wrong with you and your you and your girl making money together and you know combining to to make something bigger. There's nothing wrong with that. But he was he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to the motherfuckers who think they're like him. Like you think you're balling. You and your bitch income combined. <laughs> you think you think you're fucking balling. Like it's like. And I've never heard somebody say that. I've never heard him people say the things that he says. Like, and it's relatable to a normal person. A normal fucking person hears that and is like, "That's offensive. <laughs> That's offensive. Like, you know, what are you supposed to say? Like, what do you mean?" And I know he's not talking to me. He's not talking to me. He's talking to people like, like. That that are that think they're like him, you know the. Uh, and I think that the thing is, he's like forty something years old, right? And I think that he's such a pro that when you hear people who do, who think they do the same style that he does, the same type of hip hop he does, because he is. When you think about him, you gotta you gotta put him up with legendary people the locks you got to put them up with raekwon you know yes yes raekwon the way raekwon raps the things he says like the things that they you know like it's when it's when you hear someone say things that aren't normally said like action bronson says things like that like listen to these people rap listen to somebody rap about drugs uh listen to rick ross and then listen to someone like and i'm not trying to hate on anybody the the dirks the uh the the little babies even and listen to people rap about street things in the way they rap about it 
and then listen to the absolute professionals. Listen to the real professionals. Because there's a level. There's levels to this shit. There really is. And I understand they're doing a different genre of hip-hop. Their shit is different. Their shit is different. But if we if we um if we even compare Atlanta future and he's not even necessarily he's not the same type of rap. Compare a little baby with two chains. Two different one's a professional, one's a real one's really a professional. He'll say words that put you in places. He'll say words that put you in places. A lot of rappers now are just saying words. They're putting they're not putting you anywhere. They're telling you everything. They're just telling you everything. They're saying, I went up to him, I shot him, and I left. And then we were in the block and this and this and that. Like I, and that doesn't sound cool to say, right? Fuck you, first of all, but um <clears throat> And this is me and this is me a lover of hip hop for the art of it. I could give a fuck how many lives it saved. Let's be real, guys. There is a human element of this, and I gave up on it. <laughs> I gave up on it long ago when I found out these motherfuckers don't want to be saved anyway. Uh, people just want to make money to continue doing the bullshit they were doing that, that they were trying to get out of. That's why they joined the music. That's this generation's bullshit, and, uh, and that's why I say I gave up on that. I love hip-hop for the art of it. The art of it is beautiful. Um, they put you in places that you've never seen, but you've seen it. I could go to Paris off of a, a off of a push a T bar and know exactly what the fuck like and, and feel like deja vu. I was there. Wait, I wasn't there. Pusha T told me about it. Like, like it's it's so on the nose what people do now. Like the rap now, it's so on the nose. It's the it's the they just say everything. There's no there's no metaphor like a. I know there's no metaphor or a simile or like they're not there's there's no painting of the picture there's no you well what do you think about what this means like there's this is art you know art is subjective and so i understand people like that bullshit and it's bullshit but and like i said before about the pop bullshit that i like i always call it bullshit it is bullshit it's all bullshit but you know I like it, and some things about it I like. I like an an electronic beat sometimes, you know? I like that dance music sound and shit, that Europop bullshit. I love that shit sometimes. I like that shit. I'm into that shit. And, I, and, I, and so people can be into that, the bullshit rap shit, you know? People can be into that shit, and, and that's fine. But all hail when a real hip-hop artist comes in and tells you how he sold cocaine in the open air. The ropes was there. The dope was there. The folks was there. The bloats was there. Like, he'll say everything that was there. He didn't say where he was. And you just thought, this motherfucker was in the summertime in Miami. And there were police everywhere. People walking around. He's wearing a suit. It's 1981. He's like, he's... The, the cops just walked by him giving someone cocaine, but he probably paid off the cops. They don't give a shit. It's, a, it's like he painted a whole fucking episode. <laughs> he, he painted a whole fucking episode. And whenever you get that shit, 
<laughs> whenever you hear somebody do something like that, and, and West Side Gun does the same thing. He paints a picture as well. I love it. I love it. You got to appreciate it. Because there's there's so many different types of rap, right? And, you know, there's the conscious rap where it's very on the nose, but they're telling you a message. They're giving you a speech. And, you know, and there it, it's almost like the the bullshit hip-hop that's going on. The It's in the way that it's very direct and they're not trying to... Uh, they're not trying to even give you a, a sliver of, huh, I wonder what he means by this. I wonder what this could mean. Let's interpret this. Uh, and it's and it's good, you know. You you need that message. There is I like that shit a little bit. Not I I'm not all the way into that shit, but I, I do like the uh the message, the this, the that. Say your message. Say your message. I like that. Speak your truth, right? We could disagree on it, but it's fine. You said something. You really said something of substance. Even if I disagree with the substance, it held something. You know, it held some weight. There's the artistic people that are, they have the, um, and I don't, I'm not too into it, the Earl sweatshirts. The, uh, what is it? Spoken word almost. There's the spoken word lane of rap. Where they're all, they're even off beat. I don't I'm not I don't hate it. I'm not too into it. I like the art of it. I appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Even if I won't listen to it, I'm like, that's fucking dope. They're trying some shit. They don't care about the radio. They don't care about this. They're just trying to do their thing. They're off beat almost. They're talking about some other shit. Like <laughs> really talking about some other shit. And I appreciate it. And I'm there's the bullshit that's on the radio now, and that could all go to hell. But if you like it, it's fine. I don't care, man. You can like what you like. But then there's the experts, tacticians, you know. And I give Pusha T this credit, right? I think Pusha T is at the highest level of rap. He is at the highest level of rap in 2022. He is at the highest level of hip-hop capacity. Not even just for his genre, because he, he, he is that street rap genre. He really is that. He is that. I'm not saying that he is that as in he lives that or this and that. I'm saying when I think street rap, coke rap, artistic drug dealer rap hey that and that's 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 his own genre he made his own genre with that artistic drug dealer holy shit who him and hove right artistic drug dealer him and hove who else did that raekwon ghostface who else did that the artistic drug dealer path you know the uh let's rap about you know, I feed a nigga like forty-five chickens. Like he, like uh, Nori gave us something. Nori gave us something. He he wasn't he wasn't at the highest level. <laughs> he wasn't at the highest level. Like when he said he had a cocker spaniel, you know, he was talking about a gun. You know, it, you know that was great stuff. But you know, he wasn't at the highest level. Pusha T is at the highest level, man. The things he did with his voice on this album, too, he did a little more melody, a melody situation, but it just sounded good. And then I, I wanted to end it on, because we talked about it last episode, I wanted to end it with 
there's the conscious artistic rapper. And this man has, he is able to be at the highest level of hip hop. The, the artistic, you know, Drake is an artistic rapper. I believe that to be true. Because he says things too that paint a picture. He does paint a picture. And it is relatable. He, you can relate to some of those things. Even though he said himself he's too rich, how can you relate to me now? Like, how can I be relatable when I'm this rich, you know? And I get that. And that's relatable, too. Because it's like, you know, he's being human. Where even if you can't relate to the idea of what he does now because he's so much further in fortune than you are, he's at least acknowledging that, thus being human about it. You know, it. there's a Kendrick Lamar in the world in this earth we've we've been able to experience it and, and i think that it's a his he is a force that we're all fortunate to be alive to witness it i'm, I'm gonna be honest here he's somebody in hip-hop that he um there's like no other like no other we can say the andre 3000s and this and that but he never had a solo album so yes there is no to pimp a butterfly for andre 3000 he does have uh andre 3000 has legendary verses legendary features he does he's like uh you know he is a legend outcast are legendary obviously some people like big boy more i i don't know you know <laughs> i like them all i like that whole era killer mike and them the dungeon family i like them all but there's a kendrick lamar i i consider him one of the best rappers of when we talk about all time, all generations are happening, and he is the best of this generation, the 2010s and on, and he is one, He is in the all times. He is in the all time. He's going to release an album. He gives you this artistic name. Uh, what was it? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I still remember the name, and I haven't even looked him up. I haven't even thought about Kendrick Lamar until now. It was just like I thought about it, and you know he's going to give you the – He's going to give you the message, and it's going to be coded in art. Like, his last album was a story within a story, um, within themes. And people tried, to, people tried to break down what the album meant so much. People have listened to this album so much. It's probably still on Billboard to this day. Like, uh, Pulitzer, Pulitzer Prize winner for this album. A, a, a fucking author's award man um he is an author he is an author what are we talking about these works of art like the things he's written he is an author it's just not books he's written he his books are in audio he has audio books that's what it is he is an author people listen to the album front to back he released a backwards version of the album which the last song was the first song and people ate that shit up as well perfect because they said the album has a different meaning when you play it backwards the album has a different meaning when you play it uh back to front instead of first song to last song play the last song first and go backwards let's see you you get a different meaning to this album and this is high art man this is the highest level this is the highest level this goes this is and you can't just think of that this is, this shit is thinking, planning, dreaming. You're dreaming this shit. You can't just think of this. Like, that shit just doesn't come in your mind in the middle of the day. That shit is in a dream. Like, you, you 
you can't be conscious for for certain ideas to just pop out when it's such a good idea and we can all relate to this shit when there's such a great idea that is like overwhelming it doesn't come to you in the middle of taking a shit it doesn't come to you in the middle of washing the dishes we've all had this experience where we got something happen and it was the middle of the night or you just woke up in the morning and you got this idea and for some reason it was it impressed you it's been impressed on you and you have to do it this is art holy shit this is art man and and that's why I don't appreciate a lot of other rap. Like, it's all just, let's make 2,000 songs in one day and release this bitch and make money off of streaming. This is good. Make your money, of course. I don't listen to that shit. Because <laughs> that's not why I listen to music. I was bored as hell of music until um, until Pusha T dropped his album. I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I had no albums to listen to. I had nothing. I was... Starting to listen to, um, what was it? Ben made me a rock playlist. Yes, Ben the Weird Book dude. <laughs> he made me a rock playlist, and I was going to start getting into um, the Foo Fighters, honestly. <laughs> I was going to start getting into the Foo Fighters. Hadn't heard all their albums. I'm still on a mission to listen to all of um, Green Day's albums. Because I heard American Idiot is like a classic work of American literature. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I need to I need to listen to that, right? Let's listen to it. Um, then he dropped. So that's that. <laughs> that's that. So I just want everybody to think about that. Just um, pay attention to the artistic portion of these, these songs. There's something to it, man. There's something to it when somebody gives you something that's not normal. It's not like anything else. Like, it's not like their last thing, and it's definitely not like any other person's thing. We love that. We love it. Well, at least I do. And I think it's, uh, you know, I hate to mention it again, but the pro wrestling. I never met a character that was just like another character. Some of them didn't even get over. Like, the fans didn't care about them, this and that, but damn, were they original. Kane was not just like The Undertaker, just because they were brothers. They were not the same, though. They had a different moveset. They had a different gimmick. Stone Cold was not like The Rock. You know what I'm saying? These popular people were not like the other popular people. How can we get that into hip-hop? How can we get that into that? Into the mainstream side. Because it's already a thing in hip-hop where there's so much, so many different flavors. And that's great. How can we get those people in the forefront? Even in the streaming age, you know? And Pusha T's getting a lot of success, you know? His album was, like, number one on Billboard for a day or in iTunes for a while. and That's awesome. That's beautiful. But how can we get people like that champion more? I mean, we have Drake. I think that Drake, albeit he is a... He is a pop bullshit sometimes he is on that bullshit sometimes he still has that artistic flair to him i like it but you know when he releases an album he just has to make an album to serve all his demographics and so he could never make a high art album like kendrick he's too like convicted to that to the idea of being this pop sensation kendrick lamar is a pop sensation and he doesn't give a shit <laughs> he doesn't give a flying fuck does he 
He makes his shit and goes. He disappears. We're going to see him come out and make this album that's going to be the greatest thing we've heard in seven years, you know, because the last time we heard him was seven years ago or some shit. And then he's going to leave. He's going to do his tour, actually. So you're going to be able to experience him for um, about six months. And then you won't see him again for another eight years. <laughs> That's really what it is. And you're going to love the album. You're going to love the album all the same. And you know what? Fuck yeah. Then you know what? This was a hip-hop episode. Fuck Johnny Depp. Fuck Amber Heard. Fuck all that bullshit. I'm out. You know what? This was episode 42. Everybody, follow me on V Forever Network on Instagram, Young V Forever on Twitter, and V Forever Live on Twitch. We doing something today. Peace. Forever.